On today's show, we talk about what's weighing you down and what you can do about it. This is Zia Hassan, and you are listening to Gently Down the Stream, a personal development podcast. If you want to transform your life, be a more engaged parent, a more present spouse, if you are stuck in your career or in any part of your life, this show will teach you powerful ideas, habits, and skills so that you can focus on what's most important to you. Whenever I've heard a person describe the feeling of being overwhelmed by projects, tasks, emotions, thoughts, whatever it might be, I often hear these metaphors that people just throw into speech and they've become so commonplace, they're so cliche that I don't even really notice them anymore. But I am someone who pays attention to the way that people speak and the metaphors that they use. I actually am trained to listen for them. So I've recently started noticing that people use metaphors when they talk about how overwhelmed they are. Have you ever heard someone say, there's too much on my plate? Or even when I started this podcast with talking about what's weighing you down, people feel overloaded. Things are spinning out of control or hyperbole, like I have a million things to do. And I think the reason why we do these grand metaphors when talking about being overwhelmed is because simply saying I feel overwhelmed doesn't quite do it justice, doesn't quite do that feeling justice. So we have to go into the land of poetry in order to express just how full our plate is. There, I did it again. And of course, the common thread between all of these ideas is the principle of capacity. There is only so much that one container can hold. So let's take another metaphor when it comes to capacity. Imagine that you're holding a glass of water, and that water is representative of the amount of things that are on your mind, whether that means projects you have to complete, tasks that you have to do, emotional bonds you have to heal, difficult conversations that you have to have. Imagine all of that represented by this glass of water that you're holding. And imagine that it is 98% full. You can just see the top of the, the meniscus of the water. And you're trying to walk around successfully holding this glass of water. But of course, as you might imagine, you're spilling water everywhere. So let's refer to all of those things, those thoughts, emotions, projects, tasks. Let's refer to that as cognitive load, for a lack of a better term. Things that are on our minds that are taking up space in that water glass. Does it really make sense to go all the way to 98%? Because when you're at 98%, like we just talked about, that glass is uh, spilling water everywhere unless you walk really, really carefully. And who walks really, really carefully through life? It's just not enjoyable to carry a glass of water that way so carefully because it's so close to capacity. A better way to do it is to keep the glass a little bit less than 100% full. In fact, a lot less than 100% full. I pick a number around 75%. The minute that my glass gets above 75% or close to 75%, I start to say no to new things coming into my mental space. Now, it doesn't mean that I ignore people in my life entirely. Of course, if there's like an emergency or I have a family member in need, that's going to be part of my mental load. But I have the extra wiggle room to work with if that's ever the case. 
If I stop taking on things at 75%, it means that I will never get to a point at which things feel stressful unless there are unforeseen emergencies that come into my life, in which case I'm ready to be able to handle them. Now, how do you know when you've gotten to 75%? That is something that you have to feel out on your own, but here's how I do it. Every single day, I do a meditation. So I sit for five minutes, and whenever thoughts come up, I just try and bring my mind back to the moment. It's a really simple process. I just go back and forth and back and forth, like a little game of mental badminton or something. And I know when my capacity is above 75%, when most of the time I'm sitting, I'm spending swatting away thoughts. Gently, of course. And on the days where I am 75% or lower, my mind feels quite calm. Not perfectly calm, but calm enough that I know I'm at a lower capacity for the things that I'm dealing with in my life. Here's yet another way to look at it. Imagine I'm in the ocean and I'm wearing, let's say, floaties. So I'm just kind of standing in the ocean and just bobbing on the top of the ocean. My head is above the water. And all of a sudden, um, people start adding weights to my different limbs. They put weights on my feet and on my hands, and that starts to pull me down. These are representative of those tasks, projects, emotional items that are, are weighing me down. And at some point, that is going to pull me so deeply into the water that I won't be able to breathe. Now, I'm not going to wait until I'm pulled into the water and I can't breathe because then it's too late. So I have to pay attention to where my chin is because I've made it a rule that the minute my chin hits the water, we stop adding weight. We, we've gone too far. You could add a little bit more and I'd probably be fine, but I'm going to stay with my chin just lightly grazing the top of the water in this ocean that I'm standing in in this metaphor. What happens when I get pulled under, this is the reason why I try to avoid it, is that I immediately, almost immediately, become less effective in every role that I play in my life. I become a less effective parent. I become a less effective son, brother, husband, business partner. I become less effective at everything I do across the board all because I let myself get overwhelmed and overburdened. You have to come up with some metacognitive way of thinking about this. That means thinking about your thinking. You have to keep, have a way of checking your temperature and seeing what capacity you're at. You have to be able to sense that from within because often people end up way beyond capacity before they even realize that it's happening. And then they have to dig themselves out of a hole. So you have to start paying attention to when do I feel slightly, even a little bit stressed by the amount of things in my life. And you have to actively avoid putting more into it if you can. Yet another metaphor, another way to think about this is when people say there's too much mental clutter. When you think of clutter, you think of a room of trash, of random junk lying around. There's a lot of things that are taking up space. And that could be like old emotional pain. That could be stories you've been telling yourself for years that are no longer true, or maybe they never were. These are the little tasks that you think you have to do, have to in quotes, that maybe actually you could just cross off your list and never worry about again those little items that aren't happening because they're not as important as other items. All of these things are taking up 
memory or RAM in your brain. And if you've ever used a computer and you've overloaded the RAM, like you've opened too many tabs at once, you know that that computer is not going to run very effectively. It's going to slow down. It's going to be sluggish. And that's what mental clutter really does to your mind. So how do you offload all of this stuff? That's a great question. And everybody's method for doing this is slightly different, but here's what I do. I tend to write down everything that I feel in my phone. Whenever I have some kind of thought that has poked its way above the subconscious and made its way into my conscious mind, I write it down because I know it's going to dip down back into the subconscious in just a moment or so. And so it's kind of like uh, watching a little dolphin poke its head out of the water. The minute you see it, you grab it. Not to be violent to dolphins, but if that was the metaphor, that's what you'd be doing. The minute you see a little hint of that thought or that idea, you grab it and put it somewhere external. And that might mean a journal, it might mean Apple Notes, or it might mean keeping an entire Zettelkasten system, whatever works for you, slips of paper, index cards, it doesn't matter. Externalize all of it. It doesn't matter if you're solving any sorts of problems that aren't resolved. What matters is that those objects are coming outside of your mental RAM and being kept in what I might refer to as cloud storage or maybe an external hard drive in the form of uh, just the place where you're writing these things down. Another thing you can do is this block your entire calendar. Just put an appointment for every single thing you have to do, including and especially your leisure time. I got this idea from, I think, the book Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, who has written four, I think, four incredible books on productivity and um, personal, I guess, management of life. But block your time and make sure that you are actually blocking out time for leisure, for fun things. If you plan to watch a movie or Netflix, don't let it happen naturally because that's usually when you start avoiding other things, but actually plan when you're going to get the things done that you need to get done for the day and then when you're going to actually spend time with your leisure and protect that time. Treat it like any other business meeting or event. You are going to do that leisure time because if you don't, Think back to the weights pulling you down. Think back to walking around with a glass of water that is 100% full. This is what keeps you balanced, or at least this is what keeps me balanced. Let me know if it worked for you or didn't work for you. I'd love to hear from you. And one last thing, and this is about electronics. Electronics and especially social media are designed to take up mental RAM. They're designed to create mental clutter. I have a ton of people in my mind right now down there in, in the subconscious whose birthdays just occurred or whose friend had a birthday. And I've watched them give a birthday wishes many, many times to these people that I don't know. And those people that I don't know who are probably awesome, great people, but I don't know them. Those people are taking up mental space in my mind. Those people are part of that water glass. So you have to really be conscious of how much you are consuming because things that are made for consumption online often create all this extern all this extra mental clutter or are you online creating things are you writing down thoughts are you creating videos about things that are important to you are you communicating in conversations where new ideas are being created or are you just echoing old ones this is so important it's so important to consider this to do a little mental audit and to make sure that you are keeping yourself at a capacity that won't get overloaded by a little bit more. And it takes practice. I'm practicing it every single day. 
I do not stay at 75% capacity at all times. That's the trick. But I don't beat myself up. I forgive myself if and when my glass overflows. I hope this was helpful and I'll see you next time. Hey there, thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. This is Zia Hassan, and this is my weekly podcast, Gently Down the Stream. If you don't know me, I am an educator, a trainer, and a coach. And this podcast and my coaching practice are for people who want to change their lives. This podcast is meant for teaching and for learning and for inspiration. But if you want to spend some time with me and focus on you and the wisdom that you have, you can book a coaching session with me at ziahassan.coach. And together we can figure out what your core values are, which is something that most people have not considered, have not actually dug into. Most people don't know what their core values are, or if they think they know them, they are sometimes wrong. We can navigate a dilemma in your life and figure out the next best step for you to take. And through small changes, you can have a big transformation. My podcast is all about what I value and stand for. But when you coach with me, we figure out what you value, what you stand for, what you believe, and what actions are necessary for you to take to live a life that is meaningful to you, to connect to the things that you want to connect with and say no to everything else. So if you're interested in booking a session with me, check out ziahassan.coach, and I will see you next Tuesday.